song is dedicated to those that have served time behind Texas prison walls. It's dedicated to those who are still doing time behind Texas prison walls. And last but not least, it's dedicated to those who died behind Texas prison walls. One day all y'all gonna have And not just Texas, all over the world. Death Row Awaits by Toby Lee and Williams. Yeah. Hope that all you ladies and gentlemen are doing well. It's your boy Yuri. Spotlight today is on Toby Lynn Williams and his testimony. Death Row awaits. Y'all get ready. From somewhere within the chamber of my being, a charge proceeded, the semblance of military force with the use of a battering ram, to break down the gates of my lips with a sob, to produce a flood to scream down my face tearfully. Along life's journey, I lost concern about life, its value. I would not only suffer the consequences of the loss, I would also suffer the consequences of my actions. Before my feet would caress the plush carpet of the courtroom, I had been found guilty of my crimes and sentenced to death by one of the arresting officers as I sat handcuffed in the back of the police vehicle. His adjudication was unnecessary as I had operated as my own judge, jailer, and jury. It's over, I proclaim. The stark realization of my situation waited not for my mind to contemplate the end results. Death row awaits. Aimlessly through life, I traveled, accompanied by the perpetual thoughts of suicide. I hated life as I concluded that it is accompanied by perpetual suffering. Because of my many failures, I was afraid I would fail at committing suicide, leaving me to travel life's journey to bear the ugly scar of my failed suicide attempt. My apprehension had opened the doors to my pity party. Arrested on December 20th, 1984 for armed robbery, burglary, kidnapping, attempted capital murder, and capital murder. Mitigating circumstances had the potential to reduce the culpability associated with the crime. The finger of blame can easily point toward the atrocities I've endured. 
My mother abandoned me when I was six weeks old. My father chose prison over me and his return to freedoms like required me to suffer the physical abuse of stepbrothers simply because I desired the attention of my father. Eventually, one of my stepbrothers commenced to touch me sexually in the middle of the night when I was eight years old. I turned to running away from home in order to alleviate the suffering. I was nine years old. Iniquitous darkness penetrated my soul when I was 10 years old. Deception coerced me into resilience, which resulted in molestation. The man raped me in broad daylight in a Dallas drainage ditch. I determined that I had been dealt the dirty hand of life. Encumbered by the weight of all I had endured, manifested itself in my behavior and attitude, leaving my aunt to consider that I was borderline insane. I had treaded the troubled waters of incarceration on numerous occasions, which commenced when I was 12. The first psychologist, a pedophile, was more concerned about fulfilling his lustful, perverted desires. That was the first and last time I visited him. My aunt's concerns about my psychological improprieties can continue to mount, emanating from my behavior. Therefore, she convinced me to visit a mental health facility. By this time, I was 13, and my assumption convinced me that uh, psychiatrists would only medicate my condition, provided that their prognosis rendered me mentally unstable. Although I eventually stopped going, the psychology staff considered me a special case. That could only conclude that medication was on their agenda. This facility's policy prohibited a return after quitting. However, an exception was made regarding me. Specialists had been solicited. Sessions had been extended. Assignments became more difficult and the desire to medicate me had been alluded to. Well, I was content with the medication I prescribed myself. Street drugs and alcohol. Under the influence of intoxicants, I could flow in what I desired to be without anyone knowing the wiser. A fictitious character. I sought to create in the image of what I desired to be to eventually discover that I was living under not only the prescription of drugs and alcohol I prescribed myself, but the prescription of what others prescribed for me to live by. Who am I? The question crashed into my fictitious world. I had lost my way toward who I could be to what I had become out of the circumstances of life inadequate, a nobody, you'll never amount to anything, you're going to wind up in prison. Multiple predictions emanating from my behavior had been embraced by my mental state, which operated as my travel agent to journey to prison. During the month of September 1985, having concluded that death row awaits the judge announced, you are hereby sentenced to die in the Texas Department of Corrections. He continued with something I was unable to hear because my mind had locked my hearing behind the bars of the dilemma. Insanity sought my attention to pursue him with psychiatric drugs in order to go AWOL, absent without leaving. AWOL would allow me to escape psychologically unhampered without concern for being apprehended. 
I had been apprehended on numerous occasions for crimes I've committed, but under the influence of psychiatric drugs, I could run free within the hard fields of insanity. Enormous vulgarity could spew from my lips with, 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 Toby used a big old word, with nasty, awesome force. Toby, you used a big word, I can't say it. To cut at anyone in proximity. The man, Toby, you used a big old word. V I T U P E R R A T E. Man, that's a bad word there, Toby. Doggone. Although insanity totally eradicates the capability, culpability, my efforts at such were quickly abandoned. When an overdose of the drugs locked my jaws in excruciating pain, mm, mm, mm. nevertheless, I was still in need of a psychological escape route. Therefore, I turned to ingesting enormous amounts of phenoeprene. Phenoleprene, eprene. Man, what is that, Toby? Dang. Prison, though it's the place where one suffers the consequence of their actions, the difficulty which lies in doing time becomes more extreme when one has failed to take responsibility of their actions. Such failure has the potential to lead individuals into Uncharted territory, leaving individuals exposed to the tentacles of prison life, leading to all forms of addictions and despicable relationships. But there was nothing I had done or could do that would diminish who God is or eradicate his love for me. A love I did not and do not deserve. I had been under a sentence of death for approximately four to five years. Four to five years. Portraying to embrace an attitude of atheism before mysteriously a poem landed in my hands titled Footprints. (laughs) It was only then that I realized, like the man in the poem, that in the most difficult times of life, the one set of footprints denoted God carrying me through. Although I had not comprehended the magnitude of what God had done and was doing in my life, he prepared me to bear the weight in his strength. I had received an execution date during the month of November in 1991, set for March 20th, 1992. Although suicidal, the reality of my death being near escorted a level of fear into my life. Where am I going? Will it entail the atrocities I've endured more worse? Will my departure venture me over into a greater punishment? The punishment in actuality I deserve? Although no verbal response was given, a response occurred in the winds of mercy to convey that God's divine intervention seized the moment, eradicated that which I deserve. A stay of execution ensued, followed by eradicating my death sentence altogether. I had entered the general population in the month of January of 1993. But it wasn't until June of 1997 that I accepted Jesus Christ 
which could only exemplify the the richness of his mercy and manifest the fact that he, in spite of the direction I've taken, indeed have a plan for my life. In spite of what you have endured in life, it does not nullify the purpose and plan God has for your life. I am a living witness. There are multiple things you've tried in life leading to death. Try the Lord Jesus Christ leading to life more abundantly. You'll never be the same. Neither will you be disappointed. Excerpts from A Law of Parties. V Mitigating Services at www.warofhope.com and the book titled A Date with Death Redemption. And that was the story of the short story of Toby Lynn Williams, a dear friend of mine. What's your story? We'll see you next time on Crypto Christ Podcast. So what's the price? You never walked a yard, emotionally scarred, a loss of free. A D.O.M. chance to slim. Full parole, not him. Early release, not him. But ask them, have you ever been convicted of murder or robbery? The selling of the car is the pain that's not in me. Trapped between the stair and the clap. When do it start? Between the brain and the heart. Pull it all apart. Get it back together. I can go on forever and ever and ever and ever. But never. Will I turn my back for a stack to attack my black or brown? I turn it all around, show that I'm with it. You ask me how you know?